Welcome. You're listening to the Mac Observer's Background Mode. I am your host, John Marcellaro, and this week my guest is Parallels Director of Sales Engineers, Mr. Victor Fiss. Victor, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I am good. I'm happy to have you on the show. I've had John Uppendahl on the show before, and I'm happy to follow up with you and talk about a whole host of issues and interesting things about Parallels Desktop. But first, for the listeners, Victor Fiss has had a distinguished career leading teams to implement integrate and manage enterprise-wide systems. As director of sales engineers, he's, he oversees coordination of pre-sales and post-sales delivery for parallel solutions. He's responsible for the team's goals and initiatives with sales, product management, development, and worldwide customer support. So tell me about your background a little bit, about how, you, how your career evolved and how you came to join Parallels. Yeah, it all started in IT when uh, I did my first internship uh, to build, manage networks and telephony systems. That was like back in 1996. And um, I moved to pre-sales very quickly. And uh, I worked in different products, areas, solutions, and evolved all the way to uh, desktop virtualization. And I started working um, in on Macs. And I had to, you know, demonstrate technologies um, in multiple environments. And that's actually, I started using Parallels Desktop. And that was Parallels Desktop 7, I think. And I always liked what Parallels did for the products and solutions. And eventually, I left my previous, uh, you know, position managing a worldwide team uh, for desktop virtualization and joined Parallels to lead the pre-sales group in three areas, Parallels Desktop, Remote Application Server, and Parallels Mac Management. And, you know, working with the, those products, it's super exciting because I can see what's coming, uh, give suggestions, and, of course, you know, use it every day and blend Windows and Mac, especially where we are today in our lives. So, so tell me, as a sort of introduction for the listeners, what is Parallels Desktop, for those who may not be familiar with it? What is the product and what are its advantages? Yeah, so a lot of people are using Macs, right? And Macs, um, great hardware, highly reliable, but certain applications don't run on Macs. And those applications only run on Windows. So if uh, you're looking to run side-by-side Windows applications and as well you know, enjoy what you have on your Mac side, is Parallels Desktop. So we have a Windows virtual machine running on the Mac where you can have full screen mode or coherence blending uh, both operating systems together. And of course, something very cool about Parallels Desktop, which evolved over time, uh, we have a business edition where developers testing different versions of Macs or different versions of Windows or different browsers in different virtual machines to make sure the products they build work together as well. So the, the dimension of Parallels Desktop, of course, is for you know consumers, for enterprise, and for the developers. So it used to be that you would buy a version of Parallels and then you would update it every year. Is that still possible or is it by subscription only now? We focus our business on subscription. We still uh, support our virtual customers with support, but pretty much today, the way a Parallels Desktop is sold, it's pretty much on subscription base, either coming from our website 
or people going to um, Mac App Store, downloading a trial and using Parallels Desktop from there as well. So what is the latest version of Parallels Desktop that came out in concert with Catalina? Yes, yeah, so we're running on version 15, right? Which uh, was released uh, last year. Uh, we launched actually the first version before Catalina was out, and then we provided an update uh, right after. And we did a few a few important things. It's not only Catalina related; it is also leveraging uh, metal, which is how you know graphics oh, are handled, right? Yeah. So the use case that I want to run GPUs and run games, which is actually another use case that I forgot to mention is now possible to run on Parallels Desktop 15. So in addition to running on Mac, say in Catalina, mm -hmm. the Parallels Desktop, within which you can run Windows 10, you can also run Linux, lots of different flavors of Linux. Right. Can you run you, Mojave? You can run Mojave. In fact, uh, even older versions. Um, How far one back of can my you go? <laughs> I have a, one of my sales engineers has Snow Leopard running a virtual <laughs> machine. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, and on top of that, uh, Windows 10, of course, is the, today Microsoft's gold standard for operating system, which, by the way, if you haven't tried before, we have a very simple way that users can just go and download uh, a, actually Windows trial version and then buy the license later or just buy it if they want to do it right away. But Windows 7, um, a, a lot of people that have Windows 7 because of old versions of Quicken or Internet Explorer that runs only on that version, it's there, right? So it's Windows 7, 10, older versions of Macs, uh, OS, of course, and Linux that people are using to to uh, to play uh, games or do productivity work and so on. Yeah, you have a support page that lists all the different operating systems that are supported in Parallels. That's right. So send me a uh, link to that because I want to put it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll send it over. So usually we tell people just go to parallels.com, uh, and then there's a support session or kb.parallels.com, but I'll send it over to you a couple of useful links after. Okay, I have successfully run Fedora and uh, Red Hat and Mac OS all inside Parallels Desktop on my Mac, and it's glorious and it's really very helpful, especially, and we'll get into it a little bit later in the show, especially for those people who need to have a 32-bit Mac app. And so mm -hmm. they need to be able to run Mojave as a virtual machine inside Catalina with Parallels Desktop. So that's pretty cool. Right. And uh, I have Ubuntu on my Mac as well. So from, uh, of course, we have uh, guided tutorials that downloads the image and walks through the whole install, including Parallels too. So you can use a display, USB, and share drives. It's fantastic. Works like a charm every time. One of the things we should be clear with the listeners is that um, you still have to go out and buy your copy of Windows 10. And the, you may have a license for Windows 10 running on your PC, on your desktop. But yes. you need an additional license to run Windows 10 inside Parallels. And makes it, Parallels Desktop makes it very easy, as you said. You can just go in and outright buy a copy of Windows 10 within the app, or you can download the trial, right? Well, the way the process is very simple, right? We have a, an installation assistant, 
right? So if you don't have anything, you say, hey, you don't have anything. Or if you have bootcamp, we just grab it for you. But the process is very simple. We select to download Windows 10. And if you, have, if you don't have a, a key, don't worry about it because the installation assistant will take care of it and enable a trial with Microsoft, right? Mm-hmm. And then later on, you can uh, acquire a Microsoft uh, Windows 10 license and then have everything you know correct and, and proper. How long is the trial good for? I'm not sure. Uh, I think Microsoft gives... 30 days, but it, it depends on the region and the terms of the version they download. Because we support all versions of Windows, can be home, could be pro, could be enterprise if it's an enterprise customer. So it depends which option they select, and Microsoft varies on, on that time. One of the things that's cool about Parallels Desktop and the installer app is, is that it's very smooth and very intuitive and very non-vexing. I've, I've been in situations before where great burdens are placed on the user in terms of having to fuss and look up things and buy things and enter credit cards and then you get stuck or you get stopped or you get to a dead end. Every right. time I've ever installed anything inside Parallels, it's been a joy. It's been it's worked really well. Well, there is another interesting point which I always like and enjoy to talk about is some users they try to use um, Bootcamp, uh, which is enabled on you know on the uh, macOS side, and then they want to you know use side by side. So we can do two things. Which one is you can keep Bootcamp and run uh, Bootcamp as a virtual machine under Parallels Desktop to try out and see if everything works as you want, and then later on you can migrate the Bootcamp to your uh, Mac file system and enable uh, enable TPM, which is not available in Bootcamp, right? So you can create a virtual TPM and the TPM piece, it's the protection is if somebody moves the virtual machine, we detect and we block it or you have to type a password to, to use it. So it's a high security level uh, leveraging a migration process, which is guided and very simple to use. Does the uh, new Apple T2 security chip introduce any wrinkles to running parallels on a Mac? No, we support them, actually. So we, we interact with uh, the T2 chip uh, if you enable uh, VTPM. But if you don't, there's literally nothing. So actually, um, uh, the VM itself or the Windows 10 don't even get that particular or issues with uh, uh, with uh, T2. Even though I think someone mentioned in the last few days there are some issues related to, to the Thunderbolt uh, if you're using um, Windows on Bootcamp, and that is solved if you're using Parallels Desktop and Windows 10. So it's fully protected because the Mac OS protecting the users. So I have a question. I've been mm-hmm. away from um, the use of the product for a while because I've been waylaid uh, with this virus thing. So um, is there a version of Parallels for Windows? Uh, no. Parallels Desktop only runs on Mac OS. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, we have, been, we have seen the number of downloads from our website and from the Apple Store has significantly increased over the last couple of months. Well, 
it's time for a break. In the second half of the show, I want to ask you some more questions about working at home and and, Mm -hmm. in peril of desktop uh, amidst the COVID-19 virus. But first, we have to take take a commercial break. Folks, I'm chatting with uh, Parallel's Victor Fiss. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Stay with us. Today, our sponsor is Linode. Linode helps you design, develop, and deploy in the cloud. You can build dedicated CPU, distributed applications, hosted services, websites, and CI, CD environments. If it runs on Linux, it runs on Linode. Linode is focused on simplicity, service, and value. Built using the most up-to-date hardware and a next-generation network backbone, Linode allows users to comply with in-country data protection requirements while taking advantage of all of Linode's technology and tools. The goal is to maximize the benefit you receive from your cloud by making it cost-effective to deploy robust compute, storage, and networking services that meet your ever-changing performance needs. Featured are a native SSD storage, a 40-gigabit network, and industry-leading processors. Pick from any of 10 worldwide data centers. And pay for only what you use with hourly billing across all plans and add-on services. 24 by 7 live customer support is always just a phone call away. You'll be able to deploy, maintain your infrastructure simply and cost-effectively. Plus, Linode's tools make it easy to provision, secure, monitor, and back up your cloud. To learn more, visit linode.com slash BGM. That's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com forward slash BGM. All new customers receive a $20 credit. Thanks, Linode, for being our sponsor. We're back. I'm chatting with Parallel's Director of Sales Engineers, Victor Fiss. So just before the break, you uh, suggested that you were seeing an uptick in activity um, related to people using Parallel's desktop at home on their Macs, working at home, but having to use Windows. Does that sound right? Yeah, it, it, that's correct. Yes. Uh, how much of a surge has there been? Is it significant or just a blip? No, it is significant. Uh, so not only in the Parallel's desktop side, but we see now our other product lines for virtualization, we had an uptick more or less 30 to 50% increase of demand of uh, of using our solutions wow. or products yeah it's, it has been a very busy uh last few months for us any notion about how people are finding out about you are they talking to friends and or they're finding out at work or what what how do people discover that they can do what they're doing so first one people uh searching uh for um, you know, desktop virtualization or really? Windows really? on a Mac. People will search one. for the word virtualization. I can hardly spell it, let alone search for it. <laughs> yeah. The second one is existing customers oh. uh, adding more licenses, like in the Parallels oh. Desktop for Business Edition. Right. And the third one is um, people that haven't used us at all they they are asking our help. So we, we created a few different uh, offer responses depending on, you know, between Parallels Remote Application Server and Parallels Desktop to adapt to this uh, surge in demand quickly. Have you had to make any adjustments on the team in terms of support, uh, hiring extra people uh, because you've had such a surge in demand or any other adjustments that are interesting and notable? Yes. So this is actually a fascinating topic because the way uh, COVID-19 started, 
like first in you know Asia, then hit Europe, and then the U.S. Uh, we ended adding more, uh, not many, uh, salespeople, and I had to move part of my uh, sales engineering team on the Parallels Mac Management group to be working more on the Parallels Remote Application Server group. And we haven't seen much of need to increase on the Parallels desktop because it's such a mature product. We, you know, we don't get a lot of questions or need for help. So in that sense, we haven't seen much of a change. So it's pretty dynamic how we had to adapt. However, we, um, the, you know, the, the pricing that usually we do subscriptions, especially on the remote application server side, it's like annual. And for customers that need like a three-month bump or a six-month bump on number of users, we created special pricing only to sell for three months or six months. And in the – sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you've mentioned Parallels Remote Application Server a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. Can you backtrack a little bit and explain what that product is for the listeners? Yeah. So when we talk about virtualization, right, um, there's two ways to do it. One of them is Parallels Desktop. You run a virtual machine on your computer. But uh, we have a, a product that a lot of companies have data centers and you know virtual desktop infrastructure, VDI, and they want to stream those applications to a Mac, to an iPad, to an Android device. So pretty much we're streaming apps and desktops to, to the mobile workforce. And this is great when people have internet connectivity. So Parallels Desktop and Remote Application Server they can work together. Like if you really need offline access or work remotely and only use VPN, Parallels Desktop is great. But if you're using, you know, have good internet connectivity, you don't want to rely on VPN and you want to control every aspect of the application and copy and policies, you use Remote Application Server. And this is a product that Parallels acquired five years ago. It is part of our portfolio since then. And it works very well with, um, you know, Parallels desktop business user base. One of the things I was told to ask you about is your thoughts on the future of remote work, working at home amidst when this virus is over. How do you see how do you see the landscape changing once the virus has settled down? I. So I think think the normal we used to have, it will not exist after all of this is over. A new normal will will be in place, right? So I think the the light in the tunnel, um, in the end of the tunnel, is companies will work or will have more people working from home because the pandemic it's validating that in many cases working from home it's viable and actually it it is cheaper and more environmentally friendly right you see fewer cars sure, on the roads sure. you see people um you know uh, you know working more fewer meetings or shorter meetings so there's some efficiencies there and my belief is you know very big offices which have been shrinking over time now people will shrink a little bit more and give the option for the employees and employers when it's applicable to work from home. 
So with the upsurge in people working at home for perhaps the first time and having to run Windows on their MacBook and maybe, maybe having a smaller screen on their MacBook Pro or MacBook Air than they were used to at work, are you seeing any early indications of perhaps changes in the product design to support more people or have people cropped up with interesting problems and issues working at home more that you maybe didn't have before or didn't see so much of? Anything interesting happening there? Yes, and actually I was one of them because in my office we have uh, I have two monitors. So we introduced a feature in Parallels Desktop 15 which is the ability to use or be compatible with Sidecar oh, if you have an iPad, nice, right? Nice. So I actually posted on my LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, guys, look at this. I, you know, I'm leveraging Sidecar because I cannot pick up another monitor. I don't want to buy another one, and I have an iPad. So for the so, listeners, Sidecar is the ability in Catalina to run a either mirrored or an additional screen on your iPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And um, You guys are so cool I, about that because when a cool technology comes out from Apple, you guys figure out a way to exploit it to the desktop user's advantage. Correct. So in the beginning, yes, I thought Sidecar would be great uh, to use, like, you know, the Apple Pencil features on the iPad and so on, you know, and be on presentations and such. But now working from home, having a wireless and reliable way to combine two Apple products, which I have at home, and as well, my Windows Virtual Machine, bingo. I can do what I do at, you know, at the office at the same time at home. So there's another question I wanted to ask you about, and that is um, the importance of being OS agnostic at a time like this. Previous in the old times, as Stephen Colbert says, the before times. In the mm -hmm. before times, people had the luxury of being very What's the word? Spoiled. Specific, spoiled and specific yeah. about this, about what the supposed superiority of their operating system was. Mm -hmm. yep. And so there was a lot of parochialness. That's the word I was looking for. And so when you have to work at home, you may you suddenly discover that your parochialness is secondary to the practicality of having to do work from home and meet your employer's needs and work with an operating system, maybe even Linux, that you weren't used to, and now you're running it in a virtual machine on your own Mac. So tell me about that. Well, there's a, there's a few, I think, lenses to look over on this. The first one is, back in the day, uh, the IT teams or the business used to shovel to the user, this is how you have to do your work, right? Yeah. And over the last... 10 years with the, you know, iPads, iPhones, Android, the, 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 the behavior changed. The user now can do BOID, bring your own device, or they can be choosing their own device, COID, right? So that's one point. So the user can choose, and, you know, there are several studies of productivity levels increasing because you give the option, so on, right? That creates a problem which is how you secure the enterprise data, right? So separating things around it. So in Parallels Desktop Business Edition, for example, you can set parameters or set settings to block it how the VM will interact with the Mac and vice versa, right? All files to be transferred, USB and, and so on. 
The same thing relates to Parallel's remote application server, where when you're streaming the app, you can control it. So you are you're letting the user, this is very important, you're letting the user choose the device they're running, the business critical applications, how they would do at work without compromising security. You are still controlling how the data flows and controls it. So there is a good separation between what you do on your personal side of the Mac and what you do on the business enterprise side of the Windows or Linux uh, virtual machines you have. And this is truly forced by policies that you can control. So that's important because we want our customers to know Regardless of the application method they're using, desktop, Parallels Desktop or Parallels Remote Application Server, you have that control. So that's something to, to, to think about. So in parallel with that, you mentioned productivity. Tell me about the productivity tools, the toolbox that comes with Parallels Desktop. Right. So... Uh, Parallels, to, uh, so I love Parallels to Box, and I use on both sides of the Windows side and on my Mac side. Parallels Toolbox um, has different features, like if you want to download a video from YouTube, for example, a local copy, um, or if you want to set like do not disturb. And like, you know, we, you, we are in, in a podcast right now, so I don't want to see notifications pop in front of my, on my face, on my, on my Mac or on the Windows side. So I can say, hey, can you set on do not disturb or presentation mode, which disables sleep and disables notifications for four hours or the time frame you want. And of course, there are other tools that we consolidated in a single place, like I want to optimize memory on my Mac, clean up the hard drive, uh, take screenshots. And here's something that I use frequently is I want to make a couple of video clips. Instead of buying a product to do that, I can use Parallels 2 box and record my screen or re record a window. This is especially and helpful because all of a sudden, working out of the house, we may find ourselves with tasks and workloads and, and work. Yeah, but a lot that of we people didn't have before, and so we have to dream up new ways to solve problems. The toolbox right. can help with that. And there's two things: people can do free trials of Parallels Toolbox going to parallels.com/toolbox. And for Parallels uh, desktop users, if I'm not mistaken, you can download the trial just going on, you know, in the Parallels icon on the top mm -hmm. of the screen. Say, hey, I want to download and enable Parallels. To box or even enable uh, Parallels Access for you to try out. And in certain licenses of Parallels Desktop, Toolbox comes included. So there's no additional charge. But if you want to do, and if you don't have it, you can just, you know, try it and buy it. Very good. Well, I have a question about games. I was asked by Dave Hamilton to ask you about running on a Mac running Parallels Desktop. You have a choice. Mm -hmm. You can run Windows and run Windows 32-bit games, or you could run Mac OS Mojave and run 32-bit games. Right. There is a preference, even though you have Metal. Is there an advantage in still running Windows 32-bit games over Mac OS, or is, are they about equal? So it depends on the game, right? So um, let's say uh, people are trying to play heavy GPU-intense 
gaming like Fortnite, Age of Empires, or Microsoft is coming with a new version of Flight Simulator coming sometime this year, right? Um, those need GPU. And the introduction of Metal and DirectX 11 support is the game changer. And why this is very cool? Well, because Apple introduced in Catalina and in the, in the um, Thunderbolt 3 uh, MacBooks the ability to plug external GPUs. So you can buy a low-level or a mid-level MacBook without an expensive GPU and plug in a, an external GPU and play those games. So those games, in fact, they are 64-bit, but they need a lot of GPU and they would not run on the Mac, would not run in any kind of, you know, or simple Windows. You would need to buy GPU cards. Now you can. So we use uh, Metal in this sense, plus DirectX 11, which those games need. And you can use built-in and external GPUs. In my opinion, this is a game changer because you can uh, use your Mac for work during the business hours, right? And when you you know want to play games, you just plug your external GPU and voila, you can you know play around with like Xbox type of games without buying expensive hardware. Cool, cool. Well, mm -hmm. We're running out of time. We're almost to the end of the show. I have one more kind of jackpot question for you. You um, guys at Parallels have put years and years of work into a virtual machine environment on an Intel chip with virtual machine hardware. Mm -hmm. How much of an Apple cart would be upset if Apple switched to ARM, as they almost certainly are going to do with some of their Macs? Would that be a major headache? I don't think so. Uh, we still need to see what is the direction which Apple is really going. We don't know, right? Um, at this point, it's just speculation what, what it's coming. Mm -hmm. If Apple will be replacing the entire you know, uh, framework from Intel to ARM or not. I don't, my opinion, this is Victor's opinion. I think they will support both, right? And then we'll we'll see how that evolves. That would imply, of course, that the ARM chips have virtual machine hardware built into them. Of course, a processor is a processor, right? So, um, how much power and compromise will be? It's to be determined. There's no special virtual machine hardware in addition to the processor structure. Uh, the way the so the way we work, we talk to the operating system and processor, right? So, for example, Windows runs on ARM and Intel processors. So the we're working or trying to learn from Apple what is their strategy from there, and then we'll go from there and, and adapt ourselves for that offering. Okay, very. But good. first, we need to understand what is Apple's strategy itself is it going to replace everything or is it going to be partial or both yeah. so we don't know right Good so question. this is a lot of going on in the market and uh and you know we're pretty good partners with apple and we'll see how that goes your engineers are so good i have no doubt you will succeed uh, whether our apple does arm or not i know right. it will because uh, my experience with your company in the past is your engineers are just plain brilliant 
Yes, we can do. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, amazing trouble troubleshooting and um, overcome uh, you know those challenges. Well, this has been great, Victor. Thanks for taking us on a tour of your career and of uh, Parallels and the solutions that Parallels offers. Some of the technical details are fascinating and interesting, and I hope this has helped listeners at home who are working with uh, Parallels desktop and running Windows or maybe even Linux. So thanks for joining me and uh, telling me all these good things. Thank you for the time and have a good one. If listeners have a, a more questions and they'd like to contact Parallels or you, uh, are you on Twitter, perhaps? Uh, or Yes, I'm on Twitter. You? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. What is and, your Twitter uh, handle? Uh, I think it's VFISS. Is my, the V is Victor, and FISS is my All last right. name. All right, cool. Well, thanks, Victor. It's been a joy having you on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Have a good one. Folks, you've been listening to John Martellero and Parallel's Victor Fiss on Mac Observer's background mode. We'll see you again next week.